If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you've seen dead bodies as much as I have, you start to realize that, like... Welcome back to the Xbox Game Passengers Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Cranevelt, and this is the show where each episode, myself and a guest will dissect and discuss a single game that's available on Microsoft's Game Pass service, which was chosen for us completely at random. Whether it's a magical or a horrible experience, we will force ourselves through it, share our thoughts, and let you know whether or not the game is worth your time. Uh, at the end of every episode, we'll also be randomly drawing the game for the next show as well, so you always know what's coming up on the next adventure, and it is always me and one guest, and uh, this guest will sound pretty familiar, because you would have just heard him two weeks ago on the Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice episode. Mike is back. Mike, how are you doing today? I am doing better than I was last time. Because <laughs> you didn't have to play Hellblade? Uh, Well, that and I'm not sick, so that helps. Mm. Mm. Mostly the Hellblade, though. Mostly the Hellblade, response. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but since we talked about Hellblade, uh, you know, there was a, a, an announcement I thought you'd be excited for, and that was uh, Hellblade 2. Uh, watching that trailer, I was like, oh, Mike's going to be... Uh, I think he might switch to PlayStation. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, nothing would make you do that? No, no. I, I yeah, no. Um, for those that don't know Mike in real life, he despises... Uh, PlayStation and uh, most things that Sony does. How do you feel about Spider-Man? Spider-Man's fantastic. I just wish Sony didn't own it. <laughs> I mean, come. Oh, I mean, Deadpool's pretty great too. So, although that's Fox, that's, isn't that, it? that's Fox. So, so now that's Disney, anyways. <laughs> well, now, yeah, now it's Disney. I mean, just like out of out of out of Disney, Marvel is usually kind of eh. Sure, usually, uh, but no PlayStation for you. No, my hands are too big, man. My hands are too big for, for symmetrical for Hellblade Two. That looked pretty good. I, I love the pl- play Hellblade Two. Does it, that was a cool trailer. That was a cool reveal. I wasn't expecting something like that to really be one of the first one of the first big games they were showing off for the new Xbox console. I know, uh, which has received. Did it have a name the last time we talked about it? No, the Series X. No, which is oh, it's well, just no, called no, Xbox, the- but the. The, the the it's i don't know it's weird they're almost as bad at naming things as apple is i think no they're they're as bad at naming things as um as nintendo is <laughs> i feel like this is going to be like the wii u mm. i feel like the wii u though was kind of their their only real bad one though and apple and um like apple is generally very confusing with their naming conventions and uh i feel like microsoft is too i i mean like, here's to the go thing from 360 back to one but 
not that one, the, yeah. another one, a different one. Uh, and then now just back to Xbox again. They've come full circle. Uh, yeah, they've done a 360, if you will. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like someone at Microsoft really needs to get slapped hard. Like they were like, Hey, you know what? The Xbox One's launch kind of sucked. And it was mostly <laughs> like a communications and marketing mm-hmm. and PR kind of problem. So, you know, the best solution for our next Xbox would be to go back to that same company or same firm or whoever they hired for that marketing and get them to do it again. It's like they deserve a second chance. I agree that the ad that's at the the ad um, was very cool that they showed off at. Yes. Uh, where was it even shown off? What even happened? It has been a weird month. It's we've had a little break in recording, not a break in releasing episodes, but a break in recording. And I feel like I'm all over the place. I feel like I've been in a little bit of a like a gaming funk since Christmas as well, where it's like, I know I got to play game. I got two gaming podcasts. I got to play these games, but it's like, I would rather do absolutely anything else than sit down and pick up a controller. I don't know if it's like a winter thing or what, but it's like been tough. And because of that, I didn't play this game as much as I wish that I had, but I still have a lot of thoughts on it. But uh, I don't know. How's your gaming been lately? Oh, no, it's been, it's been, yeah, it's, it's been um, post-apocalyptic. (laughs) <laughs> there's, there's been uh not a lot of gaming happening it feels like yeah. the world ended i mean it it just is what it is uh, this game i don't know was not really conducive to being able to sit down and play all that much at least i didn't realize it at first yeah i feel like that's yeah and i mean game wise why don't we jump into it we're we're talking about left for day oh no wait we're not we're uh no, no we're, we're not talking about oh, world yeah. war z like <laughs> we, i could see how you could confuse z. that I, I know, right? Uh, we're talking about World War, War... Oh, it's hard to say. World War Z. World War Z. I mean, if you're in Canada or Britain, World War Z. I am. I know yeah, you are. TMZ. But, yes. But yeah, World War Z, uh, the game that's, you know, based on but not con- really connected to the movie, which is based on but not really connected to the book. They all just... They're in the same universe. They are, but they're... I don't, I don't think that the book and the movie are in the same universe. They are very different. Well, they're kind of anyways. Um, okay, so <laughs> but tell us uh, a bit War- about it. Sounds good. World War Z is a heart-pounding four-player cooperative third-person shooter featuring massive swarms of zombies that recklessly rush their living prey. Focused on fast-paced gameplay and inspired by the incredibly popular Paramount Pictures property of the same name, World War Z explores new storylines and characters from around the world in tense, overwhelming, gruesome, exciting missions. That's a lot of action words in uh, that description. It is. That was that was written by I don't know. So I, I can I that can same think PR of company people. that does Microsoft pretty uh, much console names. Pretty much. There's there's I do web development as a side job, and I've switched from like lorem ipsum. I don't know if people here. I know this is getting off topic. I've switched from lorem ipsum to uh, something that is similar. So lorem ipsum is like mm-hmm. Latin, and it's like old print face stuff. Sure. And the new stuff I use is effectively like buzzwords, like just okay. And and it felt like someone just ran it through that plugin. <laughs> like grammar, did Grammarly just suggest all of these words, or like what's the what's the gist of that? No, it's it's called corporate ipsum, and it's just like okay. If I if I was to describe it, it would be like leverage agile frameworks to provide a robust synopsis for high level e- overviews. Iterative approaches to corporate strategy foster collaborative thinking to further the overall value proposition. I mean, 
you could have just spat it out like that. That was a lot of buzzwords. <laughs> I mean, yes, it, it, you know, but to be fair, that that fairly accurately does describe. No, you're right. Uh, this game. You're right. I, I mean, I am used to like, I guess, a, a post-apocalyptic worlds that take place less, uh, you know, more in like rural wherever mm. and not so much in like downtown like state of New decay York. and stuff like small town. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, I, I mean, shit is a little more serious in some ways in, in those games. Yes. Because when you get a special zombie or whatever, you're like, Oh my God, I could die here. That's true. But it definitely led to some fun moments. <laughs> it did. And I, like I, the first, we, we played this game together for, for about f- somewhere four to five hours actually. Yep. But uh, before doing that, I, I jumped in offline and played it by myself for a little bit. It is not super fun offline and that's fine. Cause it's not meant to be an offline game. I just am this, I've got this, I, I feel like I'm kind of weird in that I, generally only play games single player unless I can play with people I know in real life, which isn't conducive to making friends on the internet because how do you make friends on the internet if you won't talk to anyone on the internet? So uh, I started by playing by myself. To be fair, no one on the internet when you're in random matching uses microphones. Oh, that's fair. So it just feels like you're playing with NPCs. Yeah, except they'll actually use heavies. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I feel like I I feel like this is a game I wouldn't want to play with randoms. I mean, if you're into that, then fine. But for me, it's like you'd get down. I don't want to get like teabagged while I'm getting picked back up and being mm. called a noob by sure. a 12 year old. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, and I mean, I know that's not the general community. It's just been my sort of experience. Sure. But mm-hmm. that, yeah, it, it's funny because I legit like got in there and the way they describe things, it's like play online co-op. And it was like, okay, I can play the co-op campaign, but I don't have anyone to play with. And it's funny because you like went ahead and did it and you're just like offline. And I just mm-hmm. looked at that. And I'm like, I can't play until I find friends. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is going to be difficult, Derek. I understand yes, now yeah. why this is taking forever to record. And I mean, as like, like describing the game, it's basically if you picture Left for Dead, there it is. That's the game. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Except you put it in like a Paramount universe as opposed to. And it does do it. It's it feels super derivative of games like Left 4 Dead. Like it's four players that are sometimes they're connected. Sometimes it seems like they're just random people. And you're basically just trying to traverse from point A to point B. Each kind of mission has uh, like three or four sections type thing. Like in Left 4 Dead, you would get to the safe house. And then that's when, okay, now we're safe. We're moving on to the next area. This game felt like it had similar things. You know, there's you can you can carry like a a med pack each. Each. You can carry mm-hmm. uh, a limited amount of weapons, just like a, a sidearm and your regular gun, and then a like heavy, heavy weapon if you can find it. Just two grenade, like it's so similar. The the biggest thing is like first person versus third person, I think. Yeah. Um, and then it's, I feel like the Left for Dead, it feels more stylized in that it's like, like it. Neither of these games feel like they really have anything story wise but left for dead just being in these like you know the the loading screens are like these b-movie posters and you're playing through like swamps and and that sort of thing it just felt kind of more stylized towards kind of that b-movie idea whereas this kind of just feels like more i would say a little bit more generic in its environment that said though like the first mission felt 
kind of generic and you're just in like new york or something like that yeah there was definitely moments in it in that mission that didn't feel generic which we'll talk about but um but like then then you go to moscow and jerusalem and those then once we got there it felt less generic i guess because those aren't environments that you see as typically as places like new york or or insert big generic city that here type thing yeah, and those stories also weren't as much about the whole, oh, we're just escaping to somewhere safe kind of idea, right? Like the, the New York mission was just a bunch of people who were grouped together to survive and get away. They weren't related in any way. And that as mm. opposed to like the Jerusalem mission where they're all like special forces and they're going, That's like true. they are surviving, but they have an objective in mind to actually solve the problem. Um, where there's a little bit of story and a little bit more character involvement there. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, there's some ways that I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I would describe it. I, the frustration I felt when we bumped it from basic, le- basic difficulty to um, like a step up from that <laughs> from kind of soured it a little bit. Skulls. I know kind of soured a little bit for me. Cause it was like, okay, yeah. One skull was too easy. And then two skulls yeah. was like, holy shit. I'm in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still like overpowered in terms of like what I'm doing and, and, and that, but the swarms are all of a sudden just like ridiculously <laughs> kicking your ass. Yeah. That like, it felt like the just normal gameplay felt very similar, but when swarms were happening, you, it was, you got very overwhelmed very quickly. Uh, and between the easiest and, and the second easiest uh, modes, things like, like I would run out of ammo and which would have never happened before type thing because you know on the easiest it seems like it's like one or two shots and you're able to take down the regular uh regular zombies whereas yeah, in the in- harder mode it took a lot more um not that it took a lot but when there's you know the the one of the really impressive aspects of these games is the amount of zombies that can come at you at once and sometimes it felt literally like hundreds and it was fucking crazy oh it was hundreds like when you count yeah. when you look at the actual counts at the end of it and you're like Wow, I killed 900 zombies in that last round. It's cr- it's insane. Yeah, it, like the yeah. It, it, and it's not like you know, this game wasn't sold at full price either. I'm pretty sure it was 40 or 50 dollars when it came out, mm-hmm. but it it doesn't look that spectacular. Like it looks okay. Uh, it's not it's definitely not going to win any awards for the graphics or anything like that, but the amount of things that you could see on screen at once was truly impressive almost every time it happened. And in the in the New York mission there's a cool I, there, there's a cool moment when you finally get outside, you get out of this mall or, or whatever building you're in and yep. they're like raining from the sky. Cause they're jumping off the building to like, try to come at you type thing. And you just, you have to like, basically like run from cover to cover because if they hit you as they fall, they hurt you. And it was just like, that was one of the coolest like scenes in a video game for quite some time. Like that I can recall. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. So that surrealism of the, I mean, here's the thing about the movie too, is like, it's such a, a unique take on zombies. Sure. Like I said, I said in the last, um, in the last episode that, you know, I hate fast zombies. Like they're, they're like my nightmare. <laughs> I can, I love zombie stuff, but fast zombies, no right. fucking way, man. <laughs> what, what about them is the, what's the problem? Uh, well, cause then it just feels less like, it feels less like zombies and more like mutants. You know what I mean? Like, but is that a pro like, is that a pro problem? Well, I mean, for me, it is because it is. Is it the fact that they're calling them zombies, but they are? Yeah. And it's like when you've seen dead bodies as much as I have, Mm -hmm. um, you start to realize that like (laughs) rigor mortis is like a legitimate thing that zombies would suffer from. Uh, Okay. 
And so, like, the slower zombies, like the Walking Dead-style zombies, make a lot more sense Okay, in that regard. But, I, I mean, it is what it is. I, I haven't seen the movie since it came out in, like, 2013, but are they actually... Is it zombies, or are they just... Is it just an infection in this? I think it's just an infection. I can't remember either. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I should have gone back mm-hmm. and watched the movie, but mm, uh, Laura's, uh, my wife's big fear as well is fast zombies. So she's like, nope, there's no way in hell that you're watching that movie in this house while I'm home. She's no 28 home. days later, no World War yep. Z. Nope. Those are banned in my house. 100%. <laughs> there's nothing. I'm to play World there's... War Z. You can bring your Xbox outside. More or less. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to play it upstairs. I had to play it in the basement. <laughs> I was like, that's fine. My Xbox One X is downstairs. I want to play it on that anyways. It's the good one. That's the, that's the one you got to play it, it on. It is. But yeah, it was, it was, it, it was impressive in those moments. Um, mm-hmm. Did you play on, you played a little bit on your own as well. Is that right? Yeah, I did. After I realized that you could, when I texted you and I was like, yeah, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like play more. And you're like, just play it online. And I was like, oh, right. Or just played offline. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that, right. that's a thing. And we're we comparing it to Left 4 Dead a lot. And it does really, really feel like a Left 4 Dead clone in a lot of ways. But it does add a number of things as well. Of course, in Left 4 Dead, there's not classes. You're all... You're all each each of the four survivors are equals, and and it's just a matter of choosing which guns you're picking up off the ground. Essentially, yep. Um, there are six classes available in um, in World War Z, from like a gunslinger who gets more uh, like more weapon damage, I think, um, and some different ammo. Hellraiser gets explosive. Slasher, you're obviously uh, more of a melee oriented character. Medic, you get to uh, medic was actually really helpful. You played the medic for a while. How did that? I did, yeah. I love I love playing the medic. It was uh it was interesting for sure. I mean, my only complaint about it is the fact that you can't adjust your starting weapon whatsoever. Mm. Um so uh the medic starts with the compact SMG, which is fine. I mean, it is it's it's fine because of the fact that for some reason in this world, every zombie except for the bulls are like five foot six. <laughs> um, so once you've dialed in so you where their head keep is, your aim centered and yeah, yeah that's true. And, and the, the funniest part about that was the fact that it's like I, I, when I was playing on my own, I had this part where there was a screamer kind of like at the top of the stairs mm-hmm. and around a corner and I couldn't get to him because the zombies kept like filtering down and I burned through all of my primary ammo. I burned through my heavy and I was mm. just burning through my pistol and I was just, it was like headshot after headshot after headshot after headshot. Cause they were all coming down the exact same way on the stairs. Mm-hmm. And so I was just able to, I was like, if I had unlimited ammo, I could just sit here all day and just get like a million yeah. headshots. It would be no problem. Well, and that's kind of cool. Cause you, at the end of each section, you kind of get like rankings for the four mm-hmm. people that are playing. You get like who caused the most damage and who helped out the most teammates and who got the most headshots. So it's kind of like nice because it's, I don't, I don't know if you get anything different from it, but it's cooperative, but there's a little bit of this competitive aspect where like, oh, my name's at the top of the list. Yeah. And it does, it kind of helps with a little bit of team competitiveness, I guess, or, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, hey, you're Mm -hmm. really kind of dragging us down here. You got to pick it up. And I mean, the nice thing though, is because it's ranking you on so many different, different aspects, you can actually like look at it and be like, okay, well, that was what I was focusing on. And I did really well there. I Mm -hmm. wasn't really focusing on, you know, your medic (laughs) should always be the top 
of the list for helping people. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think we did a pretty good job of that because the medic, I'm, you know, when we were playing on the easiest difficulty, which it actually like we played a couple of rounds on the easiest difficulty and then we were like, oh, let's move the difficulty up. This feels too easy. And then it actually, it's neat because when you go into the menu to change the difficulty, there's actually, because you level up the classes uh, and that lets you, your weapons get stronger as it happens and, and blah, blah, blah. And it actually has... Uh, each difficulty has a recommended level. So we actually didn't change the difficulty right away because we were at only like level three or something like that. Yep. And the next difficulty up was recommended for level five. So we stuck on easy until we hit level five and then we switched and then we got murdered. So <laughs> yeah, because we would have never made it to Jerusalem. Yeah, we still got, yeah, even at like level five or six, we were still getting murdered. Oh yeah. But that's when the, like the medics, medics abilities didn't feel super necessary when we were playing on the easiest difficulty. But as soon as we were playing on the next one up, uh, it definitely came in handy because you had the ability to like give extra health and heal yourself while healing other people. Is that correct? No. Uh, well, okay. So the other thing that happens is just like with anything else, you get like you you have a tree, right? So you can oh a perk tree, yeah. Spend points, yeah, to activate certain perks, but like each column can be activated at the same time. So you have to like choose between column A, column B, column C, column D. Sure. Um, and they unlock as you go. So it was like by the time that was done, I think I was giving uh, when I healed, I could heal faster and I was giving a bonus temporary health when when healing. Well, and I think when you healed someone else, you got partial healing oh, as yeah, well. I got you? I got, yeah, 25 percent back. So that makes it super useful because whenever we would come to a, like a section where here's a couple health packs, we would have you pick them up and heal the person that needed to be healed so that you could top up your health as well. Yeah, it felt a little bit kind of like the perks kind of make it feel a little bit. Uh, it reminds me of like Gears Four, okay. Just because of the fact that like th- it was, it was like that way with the Scout in in Horde mode too. It was like, okay, the Scout has to go get it because he's getting an additional bonus to picking everything up. Oh, uh, okay. So I, yeah, it felt a little hectic in that regard. Also, the stim gun took forever to figure out how to use. Um, <laughs> you just kept like, stimming can, yourself. Yeah, I was like, I can stim myself, but that doesn't help because we don't have any health packs, and I need Derek yep. to survive this section. And, and also the and that just allowed the stim pistol lets you gives you like extra health right like more yeah, than what health. the maximum would be yeah yeah so it's like so it's like taking the pills in in left for dead yeah kind of yeah and it just like and but it, of course it also like wears off over time so it's not like sure yeah it's not like you're going like in duke nukem where you get the atomic health it's in more duke nukem. yeah what a reference yeah i went there <laughs> what a reference we got to go all the way back, man. All the way back. <laughs> You're the, I just, I remember when Duke Nukem, uh, what's the one that took forever? Oh, forever. Yeah. Uh, when Duke Nukem forever came out and you were so, when it finally came out and it got terrible reviews everywhere. And then you were like playing it and just loving it. Uh, except, except for the load times. Did you buy the collector's edition of it? No, I did not, but it took, yeah. No, like with the bust of, of Duke. No. I feel like I remember you talking about it, like you wanted it. But I mean, it was like, I was like, the game, the, the story was all right. I mean, like by Duke Nukem standards, it was fine. I mean, we're <laughs> off topic here, but it was fine. But I mean, the biggest problem was it was just like a technical flop, but it was still like, I, I mean, I liked it in that morbid kind of way. You know, it's it's like, like this is so terrible and I'm having a yeah, blast. Yeah. I, feel I mean, it was still, it was bad. still Duke Nukem. I mean, at the end of the day. If I have to fill my like Duke fix, I would rather have better graphics, even if it does take a year to load every time I die. <laughs> it's funny because like talking about like 
talking about it's so terrible that it's great. I feel like I've never, I feel like that about movies often, like so many movies come out and I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks so bad. Like, let's go see it right now as soon as we possibly can. Yep. Never do that with video games. Like a video, if a video game looks bad, I'm like staying as far away from it uh, as I can, unless it gets drawn for this damn podcast. Uh, <laughs> but, which is weird because like, I, I don't know, is, is it because, is it because i'm asking a question out loud to myself like is it because games are a much bigger commitment or are a much higher cost typically unless you're playing them on game pass or i don't know what the i don't know what the reason is but i've never thought about it until right now i think your logic sound i mean but here's the thing if you're a huge fan of a series you're likely to buy that game regardless of whether or not it looks terrible if you're a huge fan of the series that's true i did push myself through a lot of shitty silent hill games there you go see (laughs) And See, I'll do it again. Like, Just uh, make it make it happen, Konami. I'll do it again. Like they only they only did it to us once with Duke. They only did it to yeah, us once. The other ones were the other ones were great. How many Duke Nukem games were there? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> there's there's so many. I remember playing like the original one on DOS when it was like a platformer. I remember playing like the shareware version, which I think you can only play like the first level. Uh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but yeah, medic. Yeah, medic. Then there's the fixer. Uh, in terms of the classes, fixer just has a bunch of extra equipment, so you can they can dish out like explosive ammo to people to help with tough situations and have other perks that allow them to restore ammo. Uh, and then there's an exterminator as well, which has Molotov co- Molotov cocktails, and they do extra damage with fire as well. So six classes that felt quite varied. Um, I generally played as the gunslinger just because it felt like kind of an all around class, uh, and then as the gunslinger i picked up the heavy weapon chainsaw every moment i possibly could because that thing seems way overpowered while it lasts um like to the point where there's hundred. i mean i hated it i i i finally played with it i was just like nope not Mm. using this going back to something else why did why did you hate it it was so cool like you just mash the right trigger and you just take down everything until it dies and then you're screwed if you're still surrounded or you know you happen to like be up front and a bull rushes you yeah i got lucky i don't think that ever happened to me while i was chainsawing yeah it's because i had the shotgun and was hunting bulls Mm. yeah (laughs) that's just what i did because those were the only frigging kills the ai would let me get (laughs) and then with the chainsaw was also great for you guys because again we played together for i was like oh i'm gonna play xbox this morning with mike and with my our friend graham i was like i'm gonna play xbox for like an hour and then four hours later, or four and a half hours later, or whatever it was, I'm like, I should probably go because it's been a really long time. Generally, I like, I don't know, I play games in short sessions, like an hour to two hours. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I've been playing this way too long and I'm not being productive at all. And then that was like four hours that just flew by. Yeah. Uh, which I was having a, I was having a lot of fun in those moments. And, and to be fair, like, that's the thing with this game. Yeah, it's it's kind of a ripoff of Left 4 Dead. It has yeah. those amazing elements. Which is fine. I'm not, that's not a bad thing yeah. because we're not getting another Left 4 Dead anytime soon. No. And, and, and that brought those like amazing cinematic elements from World War Z, like the pyramiding mm-hmm. zombies and stuff mm-hmm. was just crazy. Oh, and they would like, you would, yeah, yeah. They would, there'd be, you'd, they'd be climbing up on each other and like getting to you after you'd like set up barricades and stuff. And it was, it was like tense. Yeah. I, I remember the first time we saw that in the mall and we're like, oh, there's a lot of guys down there. Like, what are we going to do? And it's like, well, how are they going to come up? We like, <laughs> We like prepared ourselves at stairwells yeah. and shit. And I did, nope, we just coming up the wall. We we're like, they can't come up. Let's just pick them off from, let's pick them up off from up here. They can't, there's no way for them to get up. And then they just climbed each other. Yeah, just made a pyramid. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
but yeah, that was that that uh, that moment was great because there's a I don't know when the game came out like last fall, but there apparently is still this bug where if you are if you have the chainsaw and just mash the button because you're in the middle of a swarm, once the chainsaw's gone, it disappears from your inventory and you just go back to shooting your gun. But for you guys, every time that I had the chainsaw, I would just continue to swing it forever. And there would be bullet like you got your, but you would, it would show as a gun. You, I would be swinging my gun to you, yeah. but also shooting at the same time. Yeah. And you'd be making like the same grunting sound. Like you were like waving around the giant <laughs> yeah. chainsaw yeah. still. It was pretty fantastic. For me, the chainsaw has gone and I'm just shooting normally and I have no idea that it's happening. And you guys are like laughing your asses off and I have no idea what you're laughing at. Yeah. And that's what the great thing about the Xbox is. Cause we were just like Xbox record that. And it was like, okay, here's Derek doing something. Yeah, dumb. that was cool. I really do appreciate what I, that I, I really appreciate the capture system on the Xbox because I, I really love that. Like you don't have to do anything. Like you just hit, like if you have a, if you're lucky enough to have a connect, uh, which will always be a part of the Xbox. It's not just a switch we can turn off. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're lucky enough to, ha- if, <laughs> if you're lucky enough to have one of those, you can just say it. But otherwise, you just have to hit the home button and then press like one button for a screenshot or another button, and it like just saves the last thirty seconds or a couple minutes of gameplay. But I love that it just if you have the app on iOS or probably Android, it just uploads it automatically. So then you can save it to your camera roll and do whatever with it. Because I like playstation there's been a lot of cool stuff where it's like oh i want to take a screenshot but you either have to like share it to facebook or share it to like somebody on playstation network like a friend or you can plug in a usb stick and then i recently got an oculus quest and i like i don't even know how you get pictures off of that without connecting it to facebook which i do not want to do yeah but the xbox just makes it so easy like you within a couple minutes you had like messaged it to me um so that it's it's pretty rad yeah and specify there like text messaged it. Well, it was iMessage, but yeah, yeah, yeah. messaged it yeah. to you. Not not like yeah, through because any social media. And you didn't have to manually do anything from your Xbox to get it over. Like it just is no. part of the whole the whole cloud system that they use for everything. Yeah, they did an excellent job of that. They don't get enough credit. Well, you know, if they had a better marketing team. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's come in handy so many times. Like if I, you know, when those a couple times a year when I do like a game review, I'm typically taking screenshots during that process and then I just go to my phone later and they're just there. I don't have to think about it. I just take the screenshot and just wait a little while and then it's ready for me type thing. So uh, I love that aspect of it as well. Or like Sea of Thieves and you're like, man, I really want this is my desktop background. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, I'd love to play some more Sea of Thieves sometime. Every, I feel like I, I generally avoid... I avoid multiplayer games even when I'm playing with my friends for whatever reason. Um, I just feel like they're generally not as like, I just really like stories in games and it generally doesn't feel like they have them a lot of the time, like games like this, games like Sea of Thieves. But then when I play a game like this or I play a game of sea, like Sea of Thieves and it's like the most fun that I ever have playing video games. Like when Sea of Thieves came out last year and we all played it a bunch, like, and especially once they started doing updates and like the Megalodon came out and we like, yep. were you in that group? Were you, you were playing with the Megadon, Megalodon, right? Yep. And it was like, like it was such a long session and like shit was going off everywhere and it was just so cool. And then I'm like, I never want to stop doing this. And then I just stop and never pick it up again. It's well, and that's, you know, it's funny like that, but I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's the argument to be made for these kind of games, right? It's like, okay, well, there's not really a ton of story here. I mean, the stories are that's all, sh- there's four stories. Really, they're all quite short because they're all in effect like one act of a campaign, 
but just told mm-hmm. from different groups around the world. Yeah, cause, yeah, because the each level, the Moscow level, the New York level, like they're all completely separate with completely separate characters. Like you don't have yep. to like play them in any order or anything like that. Exactly, but it it just the thing about it is is like the stories that you're going to tell are about how you know there was that weird bug that one time and Derek started shooting, you know, with a gun while flailing it around like it was a chainsaw. It, it's yeah. it, it's the stories that you make. It's not the stories that um, <laughs> you it, sound like that, an ad for Sea of Thieves. Well, you know, it is this, that game is literally this any any story. I'm like, and then Graham did this, and Derek did that, and then we our boat sunk, and so we just played music until we died. <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> like, we stole really. this other guy's boat, and then they oh, or so that many good memories that, of that yeah. game. Yeah, that time that I stole that other guy's boat, and then accidentally ghost rode it into our ship. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just like spent the rest of the game just fighting each other until we all died yeah, instead of like collecting treasure and stuff. Yeah, that's 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 the game. <laughs> that's the thing with this game. Like it, there's there is a ton of fun to be had there. Like as far as a zombie game goes, it's still a great zombie game. I'm glad that it doesn't have permadeath or anything like that. You're not going to get your arms ripped off, but mm-hmm. it's still just fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's fun to kind of grind through levels with your friends like that. It is, definitely. Do you have any complaints about the time you spent with the game? Um, not terribly. I mean, I think the AI, at least at the lower levels, the AI for the AI for your allies is a little OP. I don't know if that's... I like. I feel the same way. I feel like I anything I didn't like about the single player, I'm like, it doesn't matter because like, it's not meant to be a single player game. I feel like when we played, I wish just a couple things that I have. I feel like the difficulty ramped a little bit heavily. Like it went from too easy to like a little bit too challenging too quickly. Um, yeah, I wish totally. There was like a, yeah, I wish there was like a little bit in between. And then that kind of rolls into the next thing. I feel like in the, you know, we're playing Moscow, we're on the next difficulty up and we've like we're getting pretty far along in the section. And then like, once we all die, you are basically starting the whole level over again. Like I, I wish there was not a ton of them, but a couple of checkpoints here and there more than there are, uh, because it just felt like it felt like you got far enough back that I was like, Oh, like now, now we're wasting time just retreading over this stuff that we already played type thing. Yeah. Like, cause there was that just as an example in the, in the first chapter of the Jerusalem mission where you like kind of, set off this alarm so that they come to you and come away from where your objective is. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of breeze through that. And then we struggled kind of through the next part. And I feel like, yeah, you're right. There should have been a checkpoint there because after that shit gets crazy. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's just a little bit. I I feel like where the second skull is, is really where the third skull should be. uh, If that makes sense. Sure. Like it felt like we went up to two levels, like all of a sudden it wasn't like a progressive, oh, there's more zombies or, or, oh, the zombies are stronger or, or your guns are weaker or whatever, or there's less ammo. It felt like it was like, okay, all of, all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're going to go from like arcadey to way more realistic. (laughs) And then it's just going to turn into like, you're screwed. You're screwed more. You're, you're just, I don't know why you're even bothering. All of a sudden you're just all yelling at once because you're all dying at the same time for different reasons. And like, oh, and now you can start the whole thing over again. I can't figure out like what the fifth level would be. Like is the fifth level is there's no more regular zombies. Everything is a special. Like it's like, oh, look, there's 15 bulls and like seven creepers. And because they're, yeah, there we haven't talked about it, but there's like, just like in Left 4 Dead and probably every other zombie game, there's like special 
special infected. So there's ones that, um, you know, there's there's like a gate one called like a gas bag or something, which is similar to the boomer in Left 4 Dead, where once he dies, there's a big cloud of gas that poisons you and you can't really see through it. And there's like a guy that pounces on you and, and sticks you onto the ground and uh, you have to be someone else has to shoot him off of you, basically. And um, there's like a screamer, uh, which attracts more zombies until you kill it. Um, and there's a couple more that I can't yeah, so there's remember. The oh, there's the heavy. And yeah, and the oh, bowl. the infector, yeah, which infects you, and then you have to basically like disinfect yourself, which is hard to do if you're in the middle of like a swarm or something. You have to disinfect yourself pretty quickly, or you turn into an infected. Uh, and then there's like the heavy, which is similar to it's like a smaller version of the tank in Left 4 Dead. But he picks you up, he slams you on the ground. You also have to be saved by someone else to be able to survive, essentially. Yeah, and unlike the uh, unlike the uh, creeper one that just jumps on you. Like he takes a mm-hmm. lot of ammo to take down. So you take significant mm-hmm. damage while you're being held there, getting slammed against the ground repeatedly. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah. And if someone's like not right there, like sometimes it does feel beneficial to like, like let's take this, let's take this next group of guys from different angles or whatnot. But it means that if you can't get back quick enough to, to your, to your, your friends, there's a very good chance they'll die, especially just on that next difficulty up yep. um, type thing. So they all had descriptions as well. And the top one was like, it was called like nightmare or something like that, but it was like, it's the end of the world and you're not supposed to survive was the, was the description of the difficulty. Yep. So that sounds fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. Like kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like the, yeah, you're right. The, the difficulty does curve up really quick like yeah i feel like now that i'm like getting not that you have to go up you can you could stay on that difficulty but then it's too easy um like i just want something in the middle so it's like it feels like a light challenge well and you can't necessarily buy upgrades as quickly either right like eventually you're not gonna be able to purchase the higher upgrades without playing all the way through all the campaign just to get one up so many like all four yeah because on the lower levels you're only getting like 150 for completing the mission where we got like halfway through yeah. one time and got 150 on the second level totally yeah that's true yeah yeah so that's the, the rewards are bigger for you uh you sticking with it on higher difficulties as well and they do reward you that's that's the other nice thing they do give you partial rewards as well if you quit like you don't have to complete the mission to get yeah your full rewards, they're much smaller which, but it's nice that you it, it's nice it doesn't feel like a total waste of time well and i mean if you're if you're like close like, that's the thing. If you're close and you get, you know, just enough that maybe you can upgrade your shotgun or maybe you can mm-hmm. buy that, that like, could be next the tier item, that could be the difference. I mean, or in our case, not because then, like, we got slaughtered in the second section the second time we tried to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then it was just frustrating because I was like, I just want to get past it, but I don't want to go through this whole thing again because it took like half an hour to get here. Yep. So that's, that's, I feel like that's one of the few complaints that I have. Yeah. I mean, there's always, it's, it was a budget title, so it doesn't look as pretty as other titles that are coming out, but who cares about that? It was, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with the time that I played it. I would definitely jump into it with you. I, I would definitely play it with you guys again. And in fact, I would love to if we can make it happen. Absolutely. I would never play it on my own again. It's not no. fun at all by yourself. No. Well, I mean, I found just it- like Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead's the same way. Yeah. I found it like it was kind of interesting. Like the Jerusalem mission, like the, there was enough story there that I was kind of like, okay, I'd love to see what happens. Sure. But I mean, if I played through it once, I would never go back to it unless I was playing with friends. And then we didn't try it. But once you're outside of the campaigns, there's also like a, there's a couple of additional modes as well. There's a horde mode, mm-hmm. um, which 
sounds like it's probably a standard horde mode. And there's one other mode that I can't remember off the top of my head now. Uh, do you remember what it was? Uh, wasn't it a competitive? Oh, is there competitive as well? Yeah, five competitive multiplayer modes. There's player versus player versus zombie mode. Oh, PvPvz! Wow, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, but you need enough people. Like that's the thing. Like I, yeah. I'd love to play that again with friends. I don't know that I would want to necessarily do that with a large. I don't know, like with randoms. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I feel like I wouldn't. I, I those modes generally don't interest me that much. But I wouldn't tr- probably wouldn't try them anyways until I had finished all the campaigns. Fair, because they they felt like they were like we got through the whole New York one in a cup, but that was again on the easiest difficulty in a couple of hours. Um, so if they're all a couple hours long, but you're playing them on decent difficulties, they're probably going to take a while, quite a while longer than that. Because we probably played two hours of of uh, Jerusalem as well and didn't get like we probably were halfway through exactly and that was like only the first section of the whole jerusalem thing was that still the first section i thought we got to the second nope we just got through no, we got, wow we got nearly to like we got right to the end of the first one we failed oh that's the, the end of the first attempt. yeah that makes sense yeah we failed while they were repairing the helicopter or whatever uh-huh yeah Damn helicopter is, yeah the guy oh yeah that was the other thing too like people in this bloody campaign it was just like i don't know i the best way i could describe it would be like the pain it's just it's just like seriously this guy complains to us the whole time that he's running low on fuel <laughs> he's running we got to hurry up hurry up hurry up we're running low on fuel then finally we get to the helipad he's sitting there waiting and he's like oh the helicopter's broke dude you just got to hang on <laughs> while i fix this thing Right. Like, like you couldn't seriously? have done this when we were doing the other thing that you needed from us. Yeah. Like, come on. Seriously. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. Oh, man. Yeah. Silly stuff. I, I yeah, I liked it. I don't know. I would play it more. I liked it. I, I like the aspect, you know, again, obviously so many comparisons to Left 4 Dead because it really feels super similar to Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. But that game, it, it felt like there wasn't any progression like you're just playing the same things over and over again and they're fun but you're not really doing anything aside from seeing them out and you can change the difficulties and whatever but you know here just the progression of your character is actually getting better you're unlocking perks in these perk trees and figuring out what works best for you as a player and also you're upgrading your weapons and everything like that so again now the fifth time we need to go through this it's maybe not as hard or we're close to being able to bump up to the next difficulty like it feels more replayable I would say that I played quite a bit of left for dead but i feel like this feels more replayable than that because of all of the the stuff that continues after your session is over type thing oh yeah totally Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just looking here just interesting the fact that like this was apparently the number one selling game it's week of release in the uk why the uk specifically i wonder i don't know because it wasn't everywhere else i just i just thought it was interesting (laughs) it was number one anywhere yeah that's true yeah do you have any other thoughts on world war z it, it's it's a good game overall. I mean, if you've got mm-hmm. if you got friends to play with, if you got friends to play with, best way I could describe it. Yeah. If I had to like say if I was going to recommend it or whatever, it's like sure. If you want a shooter that you're going to play with some friends, totally go for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's overall it's a good game. I mean, it's the gameplay mm-hmm. is there, and I mean uh, that the rest is kind of forgivable because the gameplay is there. I feel like it's very in terms of recommend recommending. It's very similar for me it's uh you know it doesn't do anything super original but i feel like it doesn't have to really it's a lot of fun if you're playing with friends again i wouldn't play it 
without um, at this point. Having tried it, maybe some people will like it. It has some pretty cool, pretty cinematic moments that I that legitimately I was like, this is this is freaking cool. Um, and and I wish I had a few more of them, but the, they really those moments really stood out to me. Uh, and it helped to it helped to like it rose the experience up a little bit. Like it felt a little bit less generic. I'm throwing generic around like generic's not like generic's a bad thing, but it, it's not as generic as I'm making it sound, I don't think. And these moments that I'm talking about really lifted it up from that as well. And that's the cool thing is like when you think of like moments where you look at a game and you're like, like a Insenua's sacrifice, it's like, okay, you're just throwing 35 guys at me and it's going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. It's like grind through this crap yep. in this game those moments the funny thing is is like okay well we need to make this level longer i know we'll just we'll just throw a horde here but it doesn't feel grindy because those moments are so hectic and incredible and like awe-inspiring when you see literally zombies coming in like a flood and it's like there's just so many and you're like oh my god how are we even going to deal with this um totally yeah incredible uh, and it, it it's it's it feels like it's awe inspiring every time, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of where they stick it. It's just you know it doesn't feel like padding. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, it didn't feel like. Yeah, you're right. It didn't feel like like the the campaigns. They felt tight. Yeah, like there weren't there wasn't padding. They weren't bulked up at all. Like the the hordes when they happened felt like big important moments in the game, and they weren't just thrown in there to like kill you or to make you take a while longer. Like it, it they felt legitimate. And I mean, that's what they were there to do in terms of like making it feel like it's going to take a while longer. But sure, totally. It, it's yeah, it absolutely does not feel like that, and it feels like you're running around like constantly just trying to find the next pyramid of zombies trying to come kill you. So yeah, I mean, overall, it's got some really great mechanics. If you love Left for Dead you'll likely love this game too. Mm-hmm. And the multiplayer is just fun. I mean, that's the long and short of it. <laughs> totally. Like I said, I would definitely play it. I would play it some more. Yep. And I, I hope that I will. Cool. Well, if you have nothing else to say, I'm going to go ahead and draw the next game. All right. Let's see what the next game's going to be. Ooh. Okay. So next episode, we will be playing the Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> the untitled goose game and i'm so excited for it i've been so excited for that game that game came out months ago and i've not played it and i'm so excited for it bought it on the switch didn't play it on the switch i've been to packs for the past two years and they always have like like this past packs michaela got to play it she talked to the people from panic who are making it and it's just this like incredibly adorable looking game about being a goose that just annoys people and i don't really even know what else you do and i'm so excited to play it i love that game seriously have you played it then i guess i wasn't thinking about it yeah after i got back from christmas uh john's kids were like raving about it and i'm like okay well let's go check it out and laura's like yeah i, I want to see what that's <laughs> all about and then i like in two sittings played through the whole game it was pretty fantastic because it's only a couple hours long right it is it's pretty short but you got to put a lot of thought yeah. into it it's a really good game like yeah it, and it's an interesting like puzzle kind of game because you have to think a little bit yeah mischievously oh, that poor kid yeah that one poor kid that you have to torture <laughs> spoilers man uh, i'm sure this ha- i'm sure it has a deep story like world War Z did 100 <laughs> percent. it's all about that it's all about that like ending that it it's got a it's got a fantastic kind of ending (laughs) well now i'll have to make it to the ending especially if it's only a few hours long i guess cool i am super excited for that i think that's it for this week all right this has been 
Yeah. This. Thank you so much for coming on board again for the second episode in a row. Yeah, no We problem. didn't have a 10-episode gap this time. Woo! First, uh, first, am I the first person? I think I'm the first person to be on two in a row. I think that you are as well. All right. I think that you are as well. Now, now I get to take a 10-episode break. <laughs> right. I mean, you don't have to, but you can, no. you know, you can do what you want. Do what you need to do. I need to take a 10-episode break. Uh, there you so go. So I can play some video games that I want to play instead of ones I have to play. That's it. I really want to game. play Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, that, that maybe the break. I'll take a break after this next episode. There you go. Uh, no, I won't. I was going to take a break. I was planning to take a break when Cyberpunk 2077 came out, and now that's I don't have to worry about that for a while longer. <laughs> so, so there you um, go. So I won't. The show will go on. <laughs> the show will go on. This has been another episode of Xbox Game Passengers. We have been talking about World War Z, and we both had a lot of fun playing it. If you are playing the game yourself, let us know what you think of the game. Uh, we are at XGP Podcast on Twitter. You can also email me anything you want, uh, except subscriptions at derek at geekscape.net uh and yeah if you do like the show we've been around for a little while now if you like us you know anything you can do to get us out there whether that is sharing it with a single friend posting a review on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts we really appreciate it Uh, and it makes us feel like someone might be listening so um you know listeners thank you and mike thank you again and we will see you soon for another episode absolutely all right uh and two weeks from now we'll be chatting about untitled goose game so until then bye-bye bye-bye you're listening to the geekscape network you're listening to the geekscape network